Welcome back to Brisky Business. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, we've never had someone of this stature on the program before, the mayor of uh, the city of Hialeah, Carlos Hernandez. And this segment is Brisk Bulls and Bears. And we're at the public market segment. We're going to bring uh, Mr. Hernandez back onto the program. Carlos, it's going great. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm really having a blast. Thank you having an opportunity to speak about, like I said, things that I usually don't talk about. So really, really learning a lot also. You got a lot to offer, my friend, and we appreciate it. So this is the public market segments. Off mic, you talked to me about, you actually, you're a digger in type of guy. You don't just sit there and, you know, uh, let life pass you by. You dig and learn stuff. And, you know, it was interesting uh, you sharing that, you know, you did make some investments in public markets and how you went about it. So why don't you share some of that with the listening audience here? Yeah, I mean, I, I um, actually back in the early 2000s, um, you know, I got into the market, and as always, I said, you know what? Let me let me learn about this before I, you know, put my whole body into it or whatever. And I did a lot of reading. Uh, actually, I I subscribed to three or four newsletters that were charging hundreds of dollars a month. Uh, but that was the best investment that I could do uh, because you know to to play the market or invest in the market. And, and by the way, Dave, I think that's something that should be taught in school, and it's not. I don't know if in high school or at, at the university level, they should have a class on the stock market because like it or not, pretty much everything that's going to represent some for us in the future investments have to do with stocks. If you have a mutual fund, well, yeah, you're not the one buying the stocks, but you better understand what you're buying and why you're buying. If you're going to buy stocks, I hope that you learn how to buy stocks and do your homework. If you're going to be watching Kramer at six, seven o'clock and you're going to buy what he says, you're going to find yourself in some quick losses real quick. All right. <laughs> because by the time that he's talking about it, the ship, you know, came and went. So uh, it's learning uh, how to read again, uh, marks in the market, uh, spending hours. If you are actually going to invest in the, in, in the market, you got to spend hours. I remember when I was a council member where I had more time. Um, I was spending about four hours a day looking at the market early in the morning, see where my holdings were. And, and again, learn a couple of things that I think were important. Two of the ones that I thought the most important was never buy down. You know, you see people that buy a stock and the stock starts to fall and they go, oh my God, I bought it at a 10. Well, now I can buy it at eight. Let me buy some more. And now it's at six and that's at four because now in most stocks and those, I made some of those mistakes and it cost me a lot. So don't do that. Uh, one of the rules that, that I learned because I didn't come up with these was make sure you have a 7% stop loss on your on your on your uh, stocks if it comes under you know if you're losing seven percent get rid of them and you know what if they come back up you'll be able to chance to get back on it but again you have to educate yourself in the market just like you do everything else and it's all again everybody should should have some education in the market because like i said even if you own mutual funds that's gonna you know if you're making an eight percent return uh, and a 12 percent return for 20 years that's a big difference in your retirement wow so yeah. huge right <laughs> So, um, you know, so I know a little bit about it, but the most, the, the best I can tell you in this, because I'm sure a lot of people watching this are better than I am, and I'm sure you are, is do your homework. If you're going to be into buying in the market or selling, and it really doesn't matter what the market, I know people that can make money, so do you, in a bear market, you know, uh, or a bull market. But you need to know what you're doing if you're going to be buying individual stocks. And even if you have mutual funds, just don't buy a mutual fund, just wait and see what happens. Be on top of it. Know exactly how it's doing uh um you know let's say if you buy a mutual fund at least look and see how it's doing compared to the s p 500 or one of those other markets because 
if it's doing less or, or you know, then you better change. So these are the things that I think people need to do. The most important uh, message is be educated. And we should all be educated in the market. You know what, I hope our, our listening audience and watching audience is paying attention to what you're saying because we're talking about a gentleman that he didn't live a life on Wall Street, started as a policeman 20-something years, he's in the city, in the government, and he just gave a schooling on buying stocks and how to do it. And, and, and wove in, Carlos, I think it's important, the non-emotional, right? We can make very emotional decisions, right? Buy or bail on, on stocks as well. And, you know, you have a kind of a set theory, 7% down, I'm out. Not emotion, it's my rule. And, uh, boy, if you're making emotional decisions in the market, you can get whipped. You know, I want to segue a little bit because we're still talking about public markets, because, but I want to shift to pensions because you've lived a life where you've obviously probably came out with a pension in the police department and government. And I think pensions are under, they're, they're going to be struggling. And my question for you, um, are pensions sustainable? No, uh, uh, fixed pensions are unsustainable. I, I don't think there are many businesses in the private sector that still have them. Uh, many of them have stopped them. Uh, the only place where they really exist is in the public sector. And there's a history to this. I mean, you remember many, many years ago, um, the, the public sector paid a lot less than the, than the private sector. So ways that you keep employees was to give them, you know, pensions um, when they retired. Now, back then, people would work till they were 62, 63 years old. They would get a pension. And, and, and back in those days, I'm serious, if you made it to 70, that was a long time. So there was a lot more people working than actually on the pensions. Today, and not only in the cities, almost in Social Security too and everywhere, there are actually more people collecting from these pensions that, that have, than people that are putting money into these pensions. So this is one of the serious or most serious issues that cities are facing today, all cities, because um, you, know, you are responsible for these fixed pensions. That means if an employee works 25 years, uh, and you have a three-point multiplier, that means you're going to have to pay him 75% of his salaries for the rest of his life. So if he retires at the age of 50 and he lives to 80, that's 30 years that you have to pay him this amount. And sometimes they have colas in there, cost of living increases. So, um, you know, and it's not something, and, and let me just put this, it's sad that we've gone to this level because, you know, employees deserve the best that you can give them, but um, the model just doesn't work. When they started this a long time ago, again, it was based on more people going to be working than are going to be retired, and also a very uh, false uh, pillar, and that these pensions were going to have an average return of 8% a year. Right? Well, that rarely ever happens, especially when these pensions have all these um, rules and regulations that are set by the state, where they got to have certain amounts in stock, some amounts in bonds. So anyway, even in a good year, where the market is doing 19%, usually it'll do 10, 11. And then when the markets are really taking a dive, well, they take a dive. And remember, it's all about compound interest. So any year that it does not make that 8%, taxpayers' monies are stuck with that bill. So I can tell you in the city of Hialeah, and again, I'm very grateful to, to the employees of the city of Hialeah, because since I've been here, we've made a lot of changes to the pensions. Actually, um, new employees that came out to 2012, not firefighters or police, but general employees are now on a on a 401k because we, we realized as a city that it was unsustainable and we were gonna to try to do everything possible uh, to extend this and hopefully something down the line will come that, that can save it. But every city that I know of has issues with the pensions um, and, and it's one of the biggest, uh, I guess, 
problems that cities are going to be facing for the next 10 years. You know, you brought up a couple of things I didn't think of, and I do remember I had some relatives back when I was younger that was working, um, you know, like uncles and aunts working for the cities, and you're right, their pay was lower, and they would take those jobs with the idea that, you know, they would have a pension eventually, but, you know, as market and competition shifted, you know, those, you know, to hire those people, salaries increased, and all of the, the thoughts that went into this idea of pension um, maybe wasn't really thought through, and then the the number of workers. So it's a it's a tough tough uh, scenario, and I'm seeing it play out. And I, m I imagine it's a big challenge for you. I did find it interesting, though, off mic. I think you told me that the city of Ialea up to seven percent uh, contribution matches that. So it's pretty much a hundred percent match up to seven percent. That's a very nice benefit. Well, that that is that is for the employees. That is for the uh, employees. Let me say non non police or fire. That came after 2012. The agreement was that those employees would uh, put 7%, and the city would match 100% with 7%. Those employees that were here prior to 2012 in police officer and fire, uh, uh, you know, employees, mm -hmm. um, they actually again they have they have a guaranteed fixed pension. Of course, no, I understand that. These guys after doing 25 years uh, can take 75% of their salaries plus colas um, for the rest of their lives. And again, they earned, they earned it. And when they came here, that was promised. But I can tell you somewhere down the line, and, and you, somebody's going to play this and go, oh, that matters. Somewhere down the line, you're going to see where it's going to have to change to everybody go to a 401k. And it's going to be a Saturday because I'm one of those that believe, you know, especially again, firefighters, police officers really deserve everything we can get to them. But it's just going to be unsustainable to keep doing what we're doing now. I usually like to say, Carlos, Let's take a breath now. We're going to slow it down. We're going to talk to folks and give them some, you know, some mentorship and advice. I'm going to drink a little bit more of my cafecito here. You know, my cafecito here. My cafecito here. You can tell this program's live. Anyways. Carlos, you've got a lot to offer. You've said a lot of intriguing things. And here you get to speak to some folks and maybe give them some advice. You've learned a lot, been a lot of places, made a lot of pivots. So what can you, uh, you give advice from a mentorship standpoint that you think could impact someone for a, a better life or a better path for them? Dave, the, the best advice I could give a young person or anybody, honestly, because listen, I'm looking, uh, I have another year and a couple of months as mayor and then after that, I'm really looking forward to a new career. So actually, I'm going to be able to have three careers in my life. So I'm very fortunate. And I'm going to probably do the same thing. So the advice I'm going to be giving is something that I wish I would have used earlier in my life. And that is, if you want to do something, find somebody that you look up to, a mentor. And don't be embarrassed. Don't be afraid to try to get in contact with that person and say, I am so-and-so, I wanna learn, I'll volunteer my time, I'll do an internship, and you know what, you're gonna be surprised how many people that you think are untouchable because they're so at a high level, we want humble and say, of course, come over here and I'll put you to work this and I'll give you time. So find somebody that you really, really, that is doing what you wanna do. Hey, the wheel's already been invented, okay? And yes, we're going to put a little a little groove into it, but that's the fastest way to get to 2.8 B. And I, again, if I was a 21-year-old, 22-year guy getting out of school, I'm telling you, I would know what do I want to do, who's the person I want to learn from, and I would be very aggressive in a nice way to let that person know how important it would be for me 
to learn from them. And you'll be surprised how many people say, yes, come on and be part of my team as a, as a volunteer, whatever it is. But you're going to learn from those people. Uh, and again, I'm doing the same thing now. I know I want to move into another world. And there's a lot of people out there that admire what they do. And I'm going to be, even if I have to do an internship with those people to learn those businesses and, and then have a third career in my life. Man, that is so humbling and such great advice, Carlos. I see it all the time. And most people feel like guys that are having success or women that are having success are untouchable. But in reality, there's so few people that reach out looking for that mentorship that generally, if you say it right in a humble way, they actually are flattered and are wanting to give the time many times because they wish they had it when they were younger and it was maybe not provided for them. Oh yeah, and I think you, you reach a, a point in life where, where you want to give people that knowledge. You want to teach what you learn. And, and again, many times it's, it's free. And, and it's just really wanting it from the heart too, because I think people are gonna try to reach you too. They gotta understand or wanna know that it's really coming from your heart and that you really wanna learn. And, and the reasons why you wanna learn and, and, but I, I think it's it's the best advice that I can give anybody that is looking to move either from school to a career or from one career to another. Wow, that's interesting. Hey, Carlos, do you have a family? I do. I have uh, married. I have two kids. I have a 24-year-old daughter, actually graduated from uh, University of Florida Law School, and she was supposed to take the bar exam in July. And then they postponed it to August, and now they postponed it to October. So I feel bad for her because she's been getting ready for this uh, bar, you know, three times now. And I also have a 21-year-old son who just graduated also uh, from uh, University of Florida, a biology uh, major, and he wants to go to medical school. So I'm very, very proud of my kids. They've both done very, very well. And, and again, some of the things that we talked about here, uh, I, I try to, you know, teach it to them. Sometimes they listen, sometimes they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome to parenthood. But you know what? You know, you're setting a great example. You've done great things. And I always say sometimes the actions, well, all the time, probably the actions speak louder than the words. So it sounds like uh, your actions have had a fine influence on, on your young children. It seems like they're on great paths uh, to success. So, uh, you know, that's interesting. Did you, Were you able, as a young man, were there people there that were mentoring you or you asked for mentorship or was that a path you didn't go down no you know what that's one of the mistakes that i that, that i've made that I, I really that's why i keep you know telling people that you want to do this um you know if i could have done it over again there was a couple of people that that were very again very accessible and i just was was you know either embarrassed or didn't or, or was afraid to to be rejected and i guarantee you like i said 90 percent chance that they would have rejected me um and actually actually one of these people and his name is herb levin you know, uh, we're very, you know, good friends. You know, this guy was uh, probably the biggest guy in radio here in the in the 60s, 70s. And actually, I was an employee for him, you know, well, again, while I was going to school. And I've even laughed with her. But I said, hey, man, I should have come to you, you know, and said, I want to I want to learn from you. I was there. Work. And you know what? He laughs. He goes, why didn't you, Carlos? Why didn't you? You know, you're a smart guy. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I might have had a different career. But I mean, this was one guy that I really looked up to. And I just never... Didn't have the, the guts, I guess, again, to say, hey, listen, I want to learn from you. And you know what? He, I mean, we laugh about that sometimes. So, uh, no, I didn't do it. It was a, one of the mistakes that I regret. And I hope that people watching the show won't do it.
Man, you know, I like, uh, I always say it's one thing to learn from your mistakes, but it's a lot better if you can learn from someone else's mistakes. <laughs> and the older you get, the more you realize that how, you know what, man, if I can save some time and learn from somebody's mistake, wow, it's going to save me a lot, a lot of years or a lot of months or whatever it is. You know, I can tell you're a hard driver. It's pivoted three times. We've only got about a minute and a half. And I know you know what gap moments are and most of our listeners are. I would like to know a driver like you, what do you do to find joy uh, in balance in your life on a daily basis, Carlos? You know, I mean, I think the older you get, the more philosophical you get, you know, and the more you start to read, because I mean, the one thing you can't buy is time. And I think the older you get, the more you realize that that's the most precious commodity you have. And I've heard it from people who are very wealthy and they'll say, I'll give up, you know, my fortune and just, you know, and give me another 20 years, you know, move me back 20 years. So, um, you know, I, I think that living every day, you know, full throttle, making sure that you remove what's not important in your life because you only have so many hours and focus what is important and don't waste time or too much time looking back back is gone okay look at the present make the best decisions today whatever it is in your family life in your business life you know whatever hobbies you got because if you give it 100 percent today tomorrow you'll see the fruits of that labor and forget about the back and time is the most precious uh, commodity we have don't lose it. I know if you're 21 years old and you're listening to me, go, oh, I got plenty of time. If you're 60 years old, you're going to go, I know exactly what that guy's talking about. Okay. So uh, I think I think that's that's the best, you know, moment I can give you like that or the best advice. You know, Carlos, as your elder, um, you know, I'm going to be 60 in December, and I think you're not going to be 60 till March. Uh, I can tell you that that is uh, very much wisdom-filled words and fantastic, fantastic advice. Man. It is incredible how quickly, how the heck did I get to 60? I am very blessed. My parents are both in their 80s, and they say it all the time. And they're funny. They don't say, how did I get to be 80? They say, how the hell did you get to be 60? So, <laughs> so with that, you know what, my friend, thank you so much for being on the program. It's been a blast. Uh, we're going to wrap up risk business. Uh, brisky business and uh, we're going to end it right here. It's been my pleasure to have Mayor Carlos Hernandez, the city of Hialeah Mayor on Brisky Business. We're going to close it out now. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Really, really was a joy.